0: And welcome to another episode of HB Critical a Podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming. I am Gerald and I am joined by Kelly. Hi everybody and Gabe. Hello. Uh this week Brandon is not here um, because it is uh he's on vacation. That's <laughs> so what I will say. And that's okay. So what have you guys been playing lately? Uh Final
1: Fantasy XIV and yeah. Evil Dead, the game. <laughs>
2: Persona 5, that's it.
1: Honestly, uh, obviously,
0: I think that those are both very good choices of games to play because I enjoy both Final Fantasy 14 and Persona 5. I've been playing Final Fantasy Twelve: the Zodiac Age myself. Um, anywho, so let's jump right into uh, news for the week, if you guys are okay with that. So former Xbox executive warns the industry about Xbox Game Pass. This is from comicbook.com, written by Tyler Fisher. And it says, quote, subscription services have majorly changed every facet of the entertainment industry, but games between Xbox Game Pass, the new PlayStation Plus and more, it looks like that may finally be changing. And as it does, many are warning that it's not going to be a positive change for the industry. The most notable of these people is former Microsoft executive Ed Frys, who helped release the original Xbox back in 2004. In a new interview, Fry's compared Xbox Game Pass to Spotify and admitted that the subscription service scares him. Why? Well, because of what subscription services have done to spaces like music. Quote, the one thing that they're doing that makes me nervous is Game Pass, said Fry's. Game Pass scares me because there's a somewhat analogous thing called Spotify that was created for the music business. When Spotify took off, it destroyed the music business. It literally cut the annual revenue of the music business in in half, excuse me. It's made it so people just don't buy songs anymore. People don't buy songs on iPhone, for example, because why would you? They're all on your subscription service app. (laughs) Apple Apple said they're going to take away buying songs because no one's buying them anymore. So we have to be careful we don't create the same system in the game business. Uh, These markets are more fragile than people realize. I saw the games industry destroy itself in the early 80s. I saw the educational software business destroy itself in the mid-90s. They literally destroyed a multi-billion dollar market in a few years. So Game Pass makes me nervous. As a customer, I love it. I love Spotify as a customer. It's a great deal as a customer, but it isn't necessarily great for the industry. Um, So Ed Fry's sorry, Ed Fry's, uh, <laughs> does not seem to think that uh, Game Pass is good for the industry. What do you guys think? Good for the consumer, not good for the industry. What do you think?
1: I mean, I think comparing games to songs is like comparing apples to oranges. I mean, I guess his underlying statement is kind of right. Like, people might not buy games, but like, imagine buying a song versus buying a game. Like it's such a different experience. Like a game is $60 and a song is like, I mean, it used to be a dollar. Now it's what a dollar 50. I don't even know anymore. Cause guess what? I don't buy fucking songs. <laughs> Sorry, um, I, don't, I don't think I've ever done that. It's so easy to stream them, but like, it's such a different thing to me. Like a song that you can listen to for like five minutes versus a game that you play for hours. I, I don't know that it's comparable. Plus I just don't really see the comparison. I guess the the companies that have, but they haven't gone under, like I don't understand the entertainment industry is still huge. Like what do you, like more people will have access to your content. Oh no, like I don't, I'm not really sure. I guess, I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinions. I don't think he's necessarily wrong, but I think that, like I said, it's not really a good comparison because games and songs are not really that comparable. What about you, Gabe?
2: I mean, he said it was good for the customers. That's all I care about.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I think that uh, Game Pass is also good for the customers, but I kind of understand his point. but I also agree with Kelly. I don't think they're comparable necessarily but I also understand like if I made a game and it's going on Game Pass and nobody buys it, like what's the, that? I mean, technically this has, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this has kind of led to the Xbox Series S, right? Like that, the whole purpose of that is to be able to just have something like Game Pass and play all your digital games and like rent them like a service. And you don't like necessarily own those games, but you're paying for that service. And then once that game is gone, you know, that's it. And it has it technically created that sort of, that sort of space in the gaming industry for an entire console like the uh, Series S. So I don't think he's necessarily wrong. I mean, we also have the PS5, right? Like you have the disc version and you have the disc list version. And if you've got PlayStation Plus um, and you sign up for the new tier, you've got all the games that you need. You don't necessarily need to buy games anymore. They rotate out every month. Um, I mean, I don't see it as like an imminent danger because people are going to want to continue to collect, you know, physical media of stuff. But I'll ask you guys: like, do you mostly buy digitally game uh, games digitally or physically?
2: So it really depends on how lazy I am the day the game comes out.
0: Okay.
2: Because, for example, like I was gonna get uh, the Lego Star Wars game, the uh, Skywalker Skywalker Saga. I was gonna originally get that physical, but. The day came, it was Tuesday. I work on Tuesdays. I was like, I'm not gonna go to game. I'm not gonna wake up early to go to GameStop. I'm just gonna go ahead and you know, digitally download it. Um, mm-hmm. But if my preferred method, if I can, I'm gonna go physical.
0: What about you, Kelly?
1: I buy everything digitally now. I mean, for the Switch, I'll buy um, like physical games, but for anything else, it's like, why do I wanna get up and change the game in the console? <laughs> like i don't but it's like okay you turn your console on and it's not the right game in there no no you're not wrong you No, know? it's like so annoying and then like to have just honestly like we don't have like a ton of space mm-hmm. like i don't like i can't be spending you know hundreds of dollars to have, like, stuff sitting on a shelf. I mean, I I have, for, like, the old consoles, like, I have all kinds of physical games. Like, I have Xbox and PS4 games, like, out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to love getting, like, a steel book or, like, a collector's edition, but now I just don't care unless people are going to see it, which they're not. It It's not, it was used to be, like, a status symbol, like, all your games on your shelf when your friends came over. Now you don't have any friends, so... You, you can look at my it. Steam library. It's full. <laughs> no, it.
0: I mean facts. Like Kelly's out here spitting the facts late at night. Um, I think. Uh, dang it! I forgot what I was gonna say. Something about um, I forgot Kelly. You, you 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 were very succinct and um, it made me forget what I was gonna say. But it doesn't matter because. Um, right, right, but
2: really quick, well, I was gonna I was gonna add on to that. It was about like the physical thing. Is she mentioned space? And that's another reason I buy physical because physical copies take a lot less space than if you buy it digitally. I think it was, oh, the Dragon Age Inquisition game. That game, I think when I got it physically, it took up, it was like five gigabytes of space. But I sold the game back to GameStop for like two cents. And then I re-download, not re-download, I bought it digitally off the PS store. That shit takes up like 60 gigabytes now. And it's the same
0: exact game. Oh, that reminds me actually of what I was going to say.
1: And I mean, you can't sell digital ones back, I guess, either. Yeah. They're um, I mean,
2: we're just missing out, like, on two cents anyway, so it doesn't really matter. GameStop's not going to give you more than, like, a buck.
0: So He lost it again. Go, 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 before you forget. It. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, like, you've changed the subject, which made me forget it anyway. Oh, my um, gosh. It was something about physical media and whatever I don't remember but what I will say is that Kelly I understand how you feel because the other day I was playing something I think on my Switch that was like downloaded um onto the Switch and I wanted to play something else and I was like oh my god like I have to get up and like change this like this is so ghetto like why is this a thing (laughs) I should just only buy games digitally and it happened on the PS5 too right because um uh final fantasy 14 is is like digital so like anytime i want to play i just turn it on and play it and then i was going to switch to tales of Arise, but i had like some other shit in the playstation and i was like oh my god now i have to go like get up find the game take this disc out put this disc in and i was like i I would rather just play the switch where most of my games are digital and not give a fuck Mm -hmm. about any of this like so i completely understand it's the extra steps that make me just be like i don't even want to play the game anymore um However, moving on, Summer Game Fest. I know we talked a little bit about it last week, uh, but Gabe, you weren't here. So are you excited about Summer Game Fest? Is there anything you're interested no. in seeing? No? All right, great. No. So um, as far as the Summer Game Fest goes, there are more than 30 partners that will be participating in Summer Game Fest activities across June. Um, and I'm just going to tell you guys some of them. It's pretty much the same uh, lineup as previously. You got 2K, Activision, Atlas, Bandai Namco, uh, Capcom, EA, Epic Games, uh, Devolver, uh, PlayStation, Netflix, Steam, Xbox, WB Games, Skreinix, Sega, Samsung, Mihoyo, um, and some other ones there. Um, any of those anything you're actually looking forward to maybe. whether it's new or or something that you've heard about like is there anything in any of the uh, any of maybe,
2: maybe warner brothers if they are coming out with something big hopefully a lord of the rings game but i doubt it um i feel like most of the news i would look forward to is going to come from the bigger Why does he keep leaving every time I talk? Is it my voice? Is my voice different today, Kelly? No, he's
1: got a dog.
2: No, he just hates me. Don't trick the listeners. Um, I'm sorry. (laughs) No,
0: no, no. no, I I, I apologize. Um,
2: was I saying? Oh, yeah, I feel like all the, I guess, game, the new game announcements I would would be looking forward to are going to come, you know, at other points during the summer when PlayStation has their state of play, when Nintendo has their direct if they're gonna have one you know i can't believe i'm saying this when xbox bethesda have their showcase i don't know i feel like the summer games fest is like i don't know i don't pay attention to the summer games fest last year i paid attention to e3 that's about it i don't well there is no e3 so
0: is this something that you would be interested in now because there's no e3
2: no it's spread out too much
0: I think Summer Game Fest is exciting. It's like a summer of gaming with your best friends, and you know, catching yeah. up on all the news and all the cool stuff. Except for
2: adults, and we have jobs.
1: Yeah, I was about to say like, oh friends? Like, if I was
2: in high school still, that I would absolutely be psyched. it would be like, oh my gosh! It's like you know, it's like waking up on a summer day. It's like oh, I summer vacation. I'm gonna turn on Disney Channel. Oh, I'm about to show my age with this. About to show you know, <laughs> you know, the Disney Channel, uh, two ninety two on DirecTV. like oh my gosh you know they're doing reruns of boy meets girl um i guess yeah if i was in high school i'd be excited but i don't like again i feel like it's too much and too spread out so like i'm not gonna be at work like sitting there you know oh my gosh guys did you see their you know netflix is on they're announcing another show no one's gonna care about because they're gonna cancel in two days like i don't
0: that's so interesting because the Pokemon uh, presentation came today and I was at work and I was very much excited for it. And but, I, but it, but like, I get where you're going
2: with that, but like, that was also only three minutes and 16 seconds long. Like, that's something you could watch on a little break it's not spread out across the entire month of June.
0: But that's the thing. You don't have to necessarily watch it when it comes out, right? It can literally just be like, hey, um, you can wait until it's over and then see all the announcements and see something that you're excited about. Mm -hmm. Um, You can watch it like or you can honestly, honestly, Gabe, I'm sure you would agree with this. Most of what is coming out can usually just be a tweet anyway so it's gonna be a tweet anyway that's the funny part exactly so at the end of the day you don't even have to watch summer game fest like you can literally just wait for the tweets to come out and see what you're excited for um i'm just i i personally i asked this before i asked you guys um what games you can think of that are coming out for the playstation and the xbox and the switch this year and i remember that we had like maybe five for playstation um maybe six or seven for switch and like zero for xbox and so this is was that was six or seven too much of a i don't remember yeah i don't remember the switch ones that's why uh okay well uh whatever (laughs) i was gonna try to mention some of them but whatever um the point is i think that for me personally there's nothing really on the horizon that's a day one purchase for me currently so i'm looking forward to summer games fest because i got out of work on last friday i think and i was like oh my god it's a friday like what games are out like what can i go buy with my money and my paycheck i want to give some developer games he has some cash yes with all the with all the games i haven't finished in the backlog i'm ready to go like open and sniff a new uh game case and uh (laughs) I went and I was like, So what do y'all got? Not what nothing? What the fuck is going on here? And so that's why I'm looking forward to summer games fest, uh, summer game fest, um just because I feel like there's nothing to play, and I always feel like i'm I just sound like Kelly now. Uh, when I say like, um, which is something that Kelly said before, because i looking at me. Uh, <laughs> uh, when she said that there's nothing new, like nothing original, nothing out there that she really wants to, to like that. That's, you know, not a remake or something that's that we've already seen before. Right. And like, I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see that for Summer Game Fest. I want to want to go buy a game after work and open it up and play it all day and I haven't felt that in so long that I'm actually playing through my backlog because there's nothing else to play like that to me is crazy because I feel like we had such a great year last year um maybe it wasn't last year I don't even know what came out last year but we've had good like I think the last two years doing COVID we've had some really great games come out Um, But they've been kind of spaced out. So it's interesting that you said, you know, Summer Game Fest is also spaced out. Um, And and then we also don't have E3 coming up. So it's just like without E3, it's basically all we got (laughs) to know what's coming up or what we can play. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, the other,
2: I I guess, because now that you mentioned it, and you mentioned that, you know, there's no game coming in the horizon that you know you're gonna buy day one. I started thinking about a little bit past the horizon, like what is coming out this year? I and mean, I thought about uh we got four spoken coming out, um Howard's legacy and all that all that stuff's coming out, obviously holiday.
0: Maybe. Um
2: fingers crossed. Look, I I'm I'm okay with you delaying Breath of the Wild. You, Two, but like you you got to give me something this year aside from hogwarts and that something is forespoken i want a big world to do whatever i want
0: i read um, some article that was just like um and i don't know where it's from but it basically said that Forspoken might get delayed if final fantasy 16 is ready for this year um which i could 100 believe but racist um I didn't see no black people at Final <laughs> Fest '16, so you might be right. <laughs> That's what
2: I'm saying, um, but yeah, but I guess the Summer Game Fest would be a good time for these companies to like show you more because they did, you know, the each individual Square Enix and Warner Brothers, they did say, you know, you're going to be seeing more of the game throughout the year. So I guess this is a good chance to be like, oh, here's more, you know, um, ooh, what's it called uh, game footage of Forspoken, or here's more
0: mechanics of oh, uh, no Hogwarts Legacy. No, I feel like we've seen... We have. We have seen. Well, every game you've like, mentioned, we've seen enough of. <laughs> like, I don't need to see anything more. Yeah. Um, I guess PlayStation...
2: Well, no, because PlayStation is going to do their state of play. Um, the God of War Ragnarok.
0: Which is another one that we've known about for forever. Yeah.
2: Except they did say it is coming out this
0: year. I mean, they said it was coming out last year
2: yeah but this year they sound a (laughs) lot more
0: sure got them all right look i'm gonna go off script a little bit because now i just want to talk to you guys about games and shit um would you prefer to know that and i maybe i've asked you guys this before but whatever i'll ask you again would you prefer to know whether a game is coming out early or would you prefer to have like a surprise drop a few months before the game comes out for a game that you're like for something that you would be specifically interested in. Okay. I'll take um I, I yeah, mean, I'll take the the example of um uh Evil Dead, right? Like that, I yeah. don't think we knew about it until like a few months before it came out, right?
1: Yeah, and I wasn't even really that like excited about it to be honest, because it was just like, oh, another asymmetrical horror game, like who cares really? But Yeah I mean I guess that's kind of what I like because if I get too overhyped for a game I kind of like lose interest and then I get bored and then I don't even care when it comes out so Mm -hmm. yeah like I don't know I was like looking forward to that Texas Chainsaw Massacre game there's not even a release date I was looking forward to the Outlast Trials there's not even a release date it's like all these games I was like yeah 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 Dying Light 2 I mean how long has that been announced and then it finally came out and I'm like fucking i've been waiting for five oh years oh my god you know?
0: yes the same thing happened to me specifically with dying light 2 because i was like all right i'm gonna buy this day one and then by the time it came out i think i was playing something else and i was like all mm. right i guess i'll get it eventually at this yeah. point like it's too
1: late now yeah it's kind of too late like i i don't know um and then there are some games that like a few years after they released like die or dead by daylight i didn't even play that game until it had already been out for like two or three years and then i was like damn this shit is awesome you know like um it's just funny, I, I don't know. I'd probably rather have a drop a few months in advance and then like see it and like get really hype and then just like check back one day and be like, oh my God, it's on Steam right now. Okay, like I'm yeah. buying it. Like, I think that's probably better than waiting five years because I've waited a long time for some specific games, <laughs> No Man's Sky and it was horrible. <laughs> like it was just shit, you know? So I, mean, I don't like the- to wait and be disappointed.
0: Yeah, the, the adverse, you know, conversation to this is that uh, game developers and, you know, their marketing teams, they need time to get people hype for the game. Um, we need time to make sure that we have the money and the time to play the game when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I can understand, like, both sides. Um, and I think Nintendo does a really great job at, like, shadow dropping shit during directs and they're like oh shit this is coming out like today or next month or something like that and I think it works for them because Nintendo already has like an audience that's going to buy these games anyway um so like they don't really have to worry but if a company like PlayStation is looking to drop a brand new IP I think it would be very hard for them to just show it off and then just be like oh you're getting it next month and we hope it does well because like then what do we as consumers have to go off of like as much as we can get within the next month and hope that it's good or um, have other people buy it and watch them play it and see whether we want to play it or not. So I do see it from both sides, but me personally, I prefer to not know about a game like five years before it's done. like Because I, the same thing happens to me. By the time it's ready, I don't want to play it anymore. Like it's, yeah. it's taken so long, I'm no longer interested in playing this game.
1: I, I think that there's like a time limit like probably a year or like a year and a half is like about how long I can stay excited for something. And if it's longer, I'm just going to be disappointed. So you're not going to win with me as a consumer. It might just be me. I don't know. I get bored of things really easily. And I think that that's, that's what game companies are, I feel like are competing against now. Like everyone's attention span is so short. Like yeah. you're you're going to have to, you know, change the way you're delivering things. But But then again, I think of like Elden Ring, And it was like people look forward to that for so long and then like it came out and it was good. Yeah. A few years, a few years.
2: They announced it 2019.
0: For like a 2021 release or something. No, actually they announced
2: it for a 2019 release. And then Mm -hmm. then they went then they went dark. And then they came back in 2020, halfway through, like, oh, here's a little video.
0: But the thing with that, though, also, is that they kept showing us, like, as it got closer to release, they kept being like, oh, hey, here's Elden Ring. Oh, hey, here's Elden Ring. Oh, hey, here's Elden Ring. And they posted it in every fucking, like, like little clips. And I, I think we got, at the Summer Game Fest, we got more information on Elden Ring. And then we got more information, I think, on a state of play or something. And so they kept being, like, reminding us that this game was out right before it came out so I think that's also a factor right because if you tell me about it a year later I mean if you told me about it a year ago but then you hype it up again right before it's released that might help or I could be wrong (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay well somebody I thought
2: thought Kelly was looking for something (laughs) um I don't know for me it depends because like ideally yeah announcing something and then a month or two later being able to play it's like yeah like i don't have to wait a lot but then also for me i feel like if you don't make an announcement it just feels like you're not working on it
0: yeah like for
2: like for me like for example i'll take breath of the wild 2 into example like when they announced it i was like fuck yeah they're doing it you know and then they told us it was getting delayed and then they kind of also went dark and it was like all right, I know it's delayed now, but you got to tell me if you're still working on it or not, or, you know, if it's it's entering development, however, or not. So I don't know, like, Elden Ring is another example. Like, Elden Ring, like, when they said 2019, I was like, oh, from software, I'm signed. That's it, I'm going in. And then they didn't say shit for a year. And I was like, is this game still happening? Like, what's going on? So I don't know. It's it's another one of those things where it depends on what mood I'm on that day. (laughs) Like, Hogwarts Legacy, for example, That one, I really would have rather they waited until the game was closer to completion. Because that one's technically a new IP in terms of video games. Mm -hmm. But, like, but, yeah, again, I guess it just depends.
0: There's, um, hold on now. I'm, I'm looking for something because... I okay that's what it was so uh Babylon's Fall was shown off in 2019 and it was supposed to come later that fall and I had written this whole thing on it because I was super excited for it I was like oh my god this game looks amazing like holy shit oh no it was 2018 it was 2018. Wow. And I was like, oh my god, this shit looks amazing. Like, uh, I was writing for another website at the time. And I was like, I can't wait to like, pl- like play this. Like, this looks so fucking good. It's gonna be Platinum Games, Square Enix. Like, that's amazing. Two fucking awesome um, developers and publishers and like, holy shit. Um, and then I heard nothing about it. And I was like, y'all should have just not even said anything about this game. Because by the time I did hear something about it, it was a completely different game than what was first advertised it was, it had somehow become, like, a games as a service, like, MMO-style weird thing when it was first planned uh, and and touted as a single-player RPG, uh, action RPG with, like, Square Enix Combat, I'm sorry, with Platinum Games Combat, but, like, Square Enix, like, development uh, behind it, like, publishing money behind it, and I was, like, holy shit, this is amazing, Um, but almost five years later, it's, like, a completely different fucking game that sucks and like one person is playing it on steam like <laughs> like what the fuck like how do you how do you i guess it's a it's a very hard line because you can't i can't see any developer waiting until like you know a few months beforehand to announce their game cuz like that gives you literally no time for marketing and advertisement like you have to already have a set audience that's gonna go buy this game. Otherwise your game's just not gonna do good, right? Like that's just that just makes sense. If you don't have time to market or advertise this game, it's not gonna be good. Um, and like Gabe said, you do want people to know that the game is coming. I would like to know that there's gonna be a sequel to this game that I really, really love. That would be fucking awesome. I would like to know that Final Fantasy 16 is on the horizon somewhere. It's great to have an actual announcement. However, that was announced, what, like two years ago? Uh, But in that specific instance, um, the director did say that he's been holding off showing any more information because he knows that (laughs) people talk shit about Square Enix because they will announce a game and then it won't come out until like five years later and like it's become a whole meme. And so that's why he hasn't said anything else about it. And he's like, the next time that you see a trailer, um, the game will be almost like ready to go, which is why we haven't seen anything up to this point. But then... The question remains: Like, why even announce it like three years ago if that's what you were gonna do anyway? Um, because that's a franchise that people are gonna buy because it's fucking Final Fantasy. Like, that's like a Nintendo game. You can announce a Mario blah 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 because everybody's yeah. gonna fucking buy it. It's like Mario bullshit. Like, we know what it is. Um, I can't announce that game with where you get to play the cat um, Super and Mario be like. 3D. No, 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 not the Mario one. The, the PlayStation one where you just, oh, like, walk around as a stray. Yeah, Thank you. Stray. Yes, stray. Like that needs, I think, you know, some advertising and marketing, right? Like, nah, I mean, I guess because it does definitely have an audience, which is me, um, which I'll probably <laughs> buy <it> anyway, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, despite what they show me, unless it looks really bad. That's the game I'll probably buy anyway. Um, I don't know. I just think it's, uh, I think it's, um,
1: Yeah. Yeah I guess my answer was more like I play like kind of just like some niche like Mm -hmm. horror games so for those like there's an audience it's like people who play like shitty stupid horror games you know what I mean like those people are gonna buy your game like if it's if you're gonna like do like a phasmophobia like 20 bucks on steam you got a game made by one person no advertisements whatsoever and it still sold like millions of copies you know like But, like, other games, you really do need a ton of marketing and stuff because you have to sell the product. Yeah. Like, niche, weird, asymmetrical horror games are not really something that you need to sell to people. I mean, you have a target audience, and they're going to just buy that. Like, I feel like the bigger games, I guess, they don't want just, like, their niche people to buy it. They want to sell it to a lot of other people, you know?
0: And Um, those games also that you mentioned are not charging, you know, 60 bucks that's true. These games they're charging like like you mentioned 20 30 yeah
1: because i mean one person made it it doesn't need to be 60 dollars. i mean now they have a group of people or whatever but like i mean think about how many people work on a game like elden ring or something like that i mean there's so many more people they have to actually they kind of have to sell more copies to make up for the production costs i don't know, you know that's
2: true I, I, I think that's a big thing of it too though like you know it's like, if you have a very successful series and you're going to, you know, put a new game out, that one doesn't need the years in advance, you know, trailer announcement. You can lit like, again, jumping back to The Legend of Zelda. If The Legend of Zelda had been announced and then a month, actually, this is a perfect example. What the where, where is it? I don't have the box art for it. This is why you should buy physical so you can show examples on podcasts. Um, okay. <laughs> Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. That was announced three weeks before it came out and obviously it didn't do like woohoo numbers because it's a warriors game and some people don't have the capacity of playing one of those but like it still did pretty good for being announced three weeks but but that's
0: because it literally is a musa game like people know what it is there's an audience for that
2: yeah exactly that's the thing like when you have an audience already and you know you have that audience it you know you don't need that long distance um long distance sorry that big Oh my gosh, my words are like falling out of <laughs> my head right
0: now. Like, I don't blame you.
2: I can't say what I'm trying to say. You don't need that that much time to do the marketing. I disagree. Uh,
0: in specific okay. instances, only in specific instances, because for example, Final Fantasy 15 is very, very different from 14 and 13. So mm-hmm. that is a game that you're gonna have to sell to your core audience because it is not going to be the same thing that they're used to. Um, so, and I okay. can. I can even use The Legend of Zelda as an example because um, the first Zelda game I played was the one where they were like super cute. Like I don't, like they're like babies. Oh,
2: uh, he played the remake of Link's... of. Link's Awakening
0: and then I played Breath of the Wild those are two very different fucking like Zelda games right so I am the customer who would need that extra like marketing push of this is what this is um you've played this before but this is completely different so maybe I do need that extra time to like watch it see how it is decide whether I want to you know spend money on it or not so I do think it depends on um I do think it depends on the game
2: All I'm hearing is that Final Fantasy fans are fake because they won't buy a game just because it's Final Fantasy. I'm kidding. I'm just messing with you. (laughs) You
0: you know, I I don't even want to talk Final Fantasy with the two people that have yet to finish the remake. So um, I'm going to go ahead and move on. It's not my
2: fault. Square Enix hasn't announced the second part of the remake. When they announce
0: it, I will play it. I'm going to go ahead and move on from uh, this part of the conversation. Uh, And we're going to take a very quick break and you guys are going to hear an ad and then when you come back we're going to talk uh dating and video games yay oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> want to stay up to date with everything on hp critical visit hpcritical.com and sign up for our newsletter follow us on facebook and instagram at Critical, and on twitter at critical underscore hp to keep you up to date on our articles tournaments events and more we also have a patreon If you like what we are doing and want to show your support, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash HPcritical or using your free Twitch Prime sub at twitch.tv forward slash HPcritical. All right so um, we're derailing a little bit because it's really late and I'm very tired and um, I I was gonna talk about some news things but I just think talking about dating and video games is more fun so I'm kind of gonna move on to a, a different aspect of the conversation um am i allowed to say that you're both in relationships right now yes
2: no i'm hiding her yeah you can say that
0: okay <laughs> yeah. i mean i gotta check like i don't want to out anybody because you know that has happened before and i uh
2: i mean i think this is a question you should ask before though just in case because like... well
1: i mean
0: i would have just beeped it out
1: yeah he could have cropped it up uh, I
0: yeah. I, 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 you never know what you know Juro. sometimes technology eludes well, the man that is true that is true i am that is true i'm literally i'm always like hey Gabe, how do you how do you do this <laughs> like i don't understand it i feel so old can you crop this video
2: <laughs> how do you how do you put a, a gif on on instagram bro
0: literally can't. <laughs> the other day i was trying to figure out how to and it still eludes me to this day how to like repost something on someone's instagram story oh like i don't gosh. know how to fucking do that and i still don't know how to do it and he tried to talk me through it and i'm like "Gabe, hey, this isn't working and i'm sending him screenshots like no you're wrong this is not working out. i still don't know how to do it whatever um anyway before we talk about that, I did want to tell you guys that Xbox boss says he will recognize Raven Software's, Raven Software's union after acquisition closes. Phil Spencer said that Microsoft will recognize the first AAA video game union once the acquisition is complete. We talked about it last week. If you didn't hear about it last week, go back and listen to last week's episode. Um, it was the last news story I think I want to talk about really quickly, which is, um, yeah, Phil Spencer said they're going to continue to recognize this. Um I think you kind of don't really have a choice unless you want really bad press. Um, any thoughts on this? I'll believe it when I see it. I don't see why they wouldn't, though. Like, why would you not? People just do shit sometimes.
1: I think that they're going to win so many brownie points for saying this and stuff that it. they, they might as well just keep it and stick yeah. with what they said. Like, I think that they're going to win more favor by doing this then they're going to lose by having a union at the business you know i mean i just think that that's yeah
0: I, think I completely agree. I said um, something to the effect of like, when you purchase a company like Activision Blizzard and they have such bad press and the one good thing that's coming out of this is that the employees are unionizing. Can you imagine Microsoft then just being like, we're not gonna recognize that union through this purchase? Like, cause then now Microsoft, you're the asshole along with the asshole company you just bought. Like that wouldn't make any sense to me. Um, especially when you're trying to garner goodwill after purchasing this company. Cause like, what else do you do? uh, Unfortunately, they're going to make money, and like, I guess not unfortunately, I should not say unfortunately, I strike that, Um, they're going to make money anyway, for Microsoft, like, Activision Blizzard is going to make money, Um, whether they, whether it is in in light of um, good press for the company or bad, it doesn't really matter, I just don't think it's a really great idea to um, walk back on. Something like that. All right, so let's move on to some fun stuff before we end the podcast. Let's talk about dating in video games because I am super interested in this. As many people may never mind, I'm not going to go into that story. So, guys, because <laughs> I was about to say something that might have gotten me in trouble. Um, would you? I have some questions for you. Would you ever go on a date in a video game, such yeah. as uh, no, Animal Crossing or something? <gasps> Can you tell us about it? Yeah, I was an am crossing date. Set up a picnic, little
2: picnic blanket thingy, little fruit basket thing.
0: Is it something that was enticing to you? Did you like doing it? Would you suggest it? To no, I was before? so close
2: to turning off my switch almost the entire time. I was like, "What are we doing? Why can't we just go on a real date? What is this?"
0: Are we seriously
2: I'm being dead ass. Like I, I, like I, like the like the first the notion of it was cute, and like you know, going going to their island and then, you know, seeing the little picnic thing set up with the fries I was like, oh, that's nice. But then, like, to sit there for, like, 20 minutes, I'm like, bro, okay, like, stop it up, bro. I, I have Smash Bros to play. Oh, my God. What about you? I think, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm done.
1: I think it would be fun to go on a date in a video game. I mean, I live with my boyfriend, though. It's not really the same, like, but yes, If we both had switches and we were, like, in opposite ends of the house or something and we could, like, go on a little Animal Crossing date, that would be really fun and cute.
0: For what? Like, how long do you think it would last?
1: I mean, if you can't talk to each other, like, if you're not on a call or something, I don't know, I mean, yeah, 20 minutes minutes. might be overkill. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it depends, like, I, I don't know. I feel like I could do it, I mean, Animal Crossing is just one of the games where I just turn on and kind of just do nothing, so I don't, I think I could do it all day, really, but we could all go right. to the museum together, oh my um, god, that would be so fun! To and now there's a the cause, coffee cause shop! Because the thing is,
0: like,
2: okay, that would have been cool, but my museum had more stuff than theirs, so I was like, alright, bro, I've seen half this shit already, like,
0: now they have the coffee shop. I think it would be so cute to go, like, have a date with someone and, like, have coffee with them, etc. So, my next question is, if you were taking someone on a date in a video game, what video game would it be and why? Animal Crossing doesn't count because you guys both already said Animal Crossing.
1: We're going into the Evil Dead and we're going to banish a Kandarian demon together.
0: Uh... (laughs) That's literally both the best and worst date I could think of ever.
1: I mean, yeah, so we get covered in blood. It's Mm. super sexy. Mm. Uh, um, Actually, I don't know. I mean, what, I mean, I don't really have...
0: If I were going on a date, I would say uh, Final Fantasy 14. you can download the free trial, and I would make, like, (laughs) the most adorable, like, FF14 date happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, FF14 would be a cute date. I think that'd be fun
2: yeah i guess that's my thing like if i were to go on a date on a video game again i wouldn't do it something that like
1: minecraft is
2: is... fortnite get out of here um i i'd 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 play a game let's put it that way like you know for example i'd be like hey you know if i'm in a relationship with that person like hey let's Mm -hmm. play it takes two because you know there's a lot of good relationship lessons in that or you know uh
1: but I don't think it's about playing a game together. I think it's about going on a yeah, date but that's, 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 in is. the yeah. video game. It that's, is. We yeah. can go
2: on a date to a level, but I don't know. There's not really. So you wouldn't do it?
1: There's not really anything
2: you can really do. Like, to me, at least, there's not really nothing you can do. Like, what am I going to do? Summon you in Elden Ring and we sit around the bonfire and just. Yes.
0: <laughs> like, Aww. chat. And, you know, if something comes up, you kill if it together. You're not, and then you if sit you're back not helping chat. you just a main emotes. boss. You are not being summoned to my world. Wow, you tried to help me beat the main boss and you couldn't. But oh, were we going on a date? No. <laughs> well, apparently not. <laughs> okay.
2: Going there to die for death and glory.
1: I can't even think of a game where I'd want the to Sims? go on a date. I, you, so I was thinking something multi-stars. like the same. Yeah, like that would yeah. be super cute.
2: Um,
1: we can set our baby on fire. On the oh, date, right.
0: Well, yeah. or, or, or that, that new dead by daylight thing. Oh, the dating sim? No, yeah. that's like a single player. Oh, a single fantasy. Player? Like, why would yeah. you? Why would you go on a date with someone dating tra- someone else? Like,
1: <laughs> I'm what? trying to uh, date
0: yay. killers. Some people, some people <laughs> like to, you know, to watch.
1: I'm single. There what is it called so... boyers? Is that what they're called? Boyers? All right. So,
0: anyway, my next question is: um, What are some good video games for couples to play that you guys have played?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it takes two. Is a good one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> really. Uh, yes yeah uh,
0: aren't they like going through a divorce that's what makes it so much fun
1: yeah but it's like a two-player you can yeah i mean it's, yes, literally, it's, yeah they're going
2: through the divorce but they're forced to work together yeah i mean and not advance to that game if you're not working together
0: so you guys are telling me that a good game for me to play with my partner is a game about two people going through a divorce but for us being forced to work together.
2: in your in your case i would absolutely re- uh, recommend the game and i will not go into detail okay about
1: don't do that <laughs>
2: But in your case, yes.
1: Because takes... Like
2: it takes to like it's sound, like we're making it sound like it's like, you know, they spend the entire time like just belittling each other and being like, you know, this is why I'm divorcing you and blah, blah, blah. But like it's it's actually a game about, you know, putting your I was yeah, putting your differences aside and like working together to see how to move forward or whatever. I mean,
0: you don't have a yeah. choice when you have a child. So like
2: Yeah, yes, you do.
0: No, you don't. Yes, you, you do. It's called the
2: custody so battle. No, it's called the custody battle.
0: Okay. Anyway, so are there any other games that you guys would recommend? Um, mine, I have one.
2: Don't say like Pokemon.
0: I wasn't. Okay. My recommended game for couples is actually Cuphead. So if you guys are going on a date with someone, you want to date them for the first time, pull out some Cuphead,
1: play it with mm-hmm. them. No. 100%. Let
0: no. me I don't
2: know about a first date.
1: Let me tell no. you why
0: cuphead is one of the best games to see how people deal with shit oh i'm bad <laughs> and, like if you can handle how they deal with shit maybe you should send them on a second date. that's if that's... you can't handle it get out immediately
2: it's like a third date type of thing i don't because like
0: it's you should know up front like how do they handle like oh, because, losing like, or retrying or
2: but that's not that's no because that game like I've played that game with people before and like when I just see them do stupid stuff I want to punch their lights out but they're <laughs> my really but they're my really good friends like that's the thing they're my really good friends like I okay can't. but
0: if you're going on a date with someone I would hope that you that's wouldn't want to punch their their eyes a, out yeah, that's not
2: a first date but that's the game more than them like okay, fine. It it's like it's like my when I play,
0: suggestion guys it's, <laughs> like, like,
2: <laughs> it's, like, it's like when I play <laughs> Fortnite with you there are sometimes I'm like what the fuck is Jorel doing you know <laughs> you know off off the game we're we're good and dandy we fucking won bitch like because of grayson
1: um i because mean honestly though that is a good point um yeah that you'll see how people really react but i don't know i think any couch co-op game is like fun to play
0: oh god friend. that is not true
1: then what what's any what
0: anyway hey, any what um the any one... couch co-op game The one that was on Xbox about, like, these two, this couple... Oh, God, I can't remember the name of it. Um, There's another one about... uh, It starts with an S um, about, like, this character taking people to the afterlife. It was uh, supposed to be really good, but, like, co-op, it's very boring. There are a ton of really boring co-op games on Xbox Game Pass, so I disagree with what you just said. Uh,
2: Mario games, uh, Mario Party... Do you want to
0: play Mario Party on our first date? Psh, fuck out of
2: here! All right, but this is but, okay. But you're going by first date. I'm going by just
0: okay, date. just in general. Yes.
2: Yeah. First date. Mario Party. Um. I
1: don't know. Me and my day? boyfriend played played Mario Kart one time when we went camping, and that was really fun. We went camping, and we were like playing on the tiny Switch screen, like portably mm-hmm. with with the little Joy Con. I love it.
0: You're you're on one Switch, right? yeah oh lego games oh yes see that's a great yeah. that's a yeah great yeah one. Lego games those are, are those pretty those are pretty fun to play
2: with somebody um
0: so next question oh sorry go ahead
2: no yeah that was it i was running out of. this bodies. is now
0: just going to be a podcast of where we're giving people advice on how to date gamers and so my next question is for you guys what are uh what are some things that people should know about dating a gamer
2: they leave us honestly, alone. no, that too, but they really- Wait, what did you
1: say, Kelly? I said, leave us alone. <laughs> facts.
2: Um, they really value at home time. Like okay. you hear it from us all the time. We barely have time to play games because we're always working, you know, busy with real life stuff. But when we get the opportunity to be home, like I'm gonna be honest, every two days, every every week that I have my two days off, a good 85% of that is spent in front of my screen playing games. I don't, I'm not a fan of going out every weekend, even when I lived in Miami and I you know, lived on my own without my parents, I was not a fan of going out every weekend. It's, it's because I like, I like my alone time, like going into my room to play my video games is as relaxed as you're going to see me get in my adult life. Although I play games like Elden Ring and Dark Souls, but that's not the point. <laughs>
0: So, so your advice, your first piece of advice is to, that they value their alone time. So ensure they get some alone time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Now, and, does well, that but, mean without your partner?
2: So that's exactly what I was going to touch on next. That one entirely depends on the person. Me, I could have my partner sitting next to me or sitting or laying down in the bed behind me as I play games the entire day. I, cause I like having their presence there. I'm one of those people that I thrive in having someone's presence there. We don't have to be talking like this goes for my friends too. You can use this, you know, and apply it to your friend relationships with gamers. Like a lot of my friends, they think that, you know, they annoy me. So like, they'll keep trying to talk and not keep it quiet. I'm like, bro, you relax. Like the fact that we're in the same vicinity, that's enough for me. I I like having, if I like you and you're within my vicinity, that's all I need when I play video games. But it, if I'm playing something like call of duty and I need to be speaking to the person, don't try and talk to me.
0: (laughs) So you actually, speaking of um, call of duty, uh, what I used to do is because I used to date someone when I used to also play call of duty a lot, like years ago when I was a dude, bro. And, um, (laughs) and um, uh, the guy I was dating at the time, uh, me and my best friend would play like every Saturday morning and uh, he would come over on Saturday mornings. And so to include him, I'd usually just like put the party chat um, on speaker on the TV so that, um, you know, he could talk and he would be there. And like, we would all be like just talking, like he'd just be hanging out with me while we're talking, like I'm talking to my friends, we're killing shit. Um, he did not like that very much. He actually told me that I should stop playing Call of Duty and like, we should have our own time. And I was like, well, if you can't appreciate my gaming time on my like i only asked for this one fucking saturday morning like leave me the fuck alone if you can't appreciate that and the fact that i'm trying to include you because like you're talking to like three of my friends in a party chat at the same time so it's not like you're being ignored um then maybe we shouldn't be together and so we ended up not
2: obviously not being together,
0: together. <laughs> um but i i completely agree with the valued time i think that's a great one um Because, you know, like you mentioned, I barely have time to play games. So like when I am hanging out with someone that I'm dating, I'm like, all right, so either you can play with me or you can watch me. (laughs) But what I'm about to do is play some fucking video games. Um, And of course, that's not an everyday thing. Like sometimes, sure, we can go out and, you know, have dinner somewhere nice and do all the good shit. Um, But I think that's a a great piece of advice. Do you have any more? Uh, Kelly, it's your turn. (laughs)
1: Um I mean, I think that I agree. I think that like whenever I don't have time to play video games, because like, okay, let's say like my normal day, I go to work. I work from home, so it's not like I'm going anywhere, but like I go to work. I get off work, I'm cooking dinner, I'm eating dinner, and then we're winding down before bed. There's no game time there. Like I make time for like the podcast, but I think that I am more depressed whenever I don't get any game time so like I have to make that time and like you're not going to want to be around me if I'm depressed because then I'm just doing nothing like I'm not cooking I'm not doing anything I'm just sitting here you know and I don't want to live like that um so like I think like having the time for that is really important but also like I don't know like dating a gamer you have to treat it like any other hobby like I feel like people like you know like in like literature and stuff like reading is so romanticized like oh they were surrounded by books and it was so great but then people are like "Uh, video games you're wasting your life like okay just respect that it's a fucking hobby and that people can have hobbies and video game is just a hobby like reading you're still sitting in one place it's not like one is exercising and eating broccoli and one is sitting down like come on you're sitting when you're reading so like I feel like people a lot of time romanticize it so I don't know I couldn't imagine dating someone now that doesn't play video games like yeah. that that's impossible I couldn't do that
0: really that's so interesting okay I, I I agree with you though I think um you made a great point about how like other hobbies are so romanticized and like gaming is kind of looked down upon um, yeah and it, and it, it truly is uh, such a shame because there are such great experiences um within the gaming sphere um some of them that are are you know um inspired by books look at Hogwarts Legacy right um that's gonna be hopefully a very good game inspired by a series that um, comes be. from oh, okay uh, <laughs> are there any other thing um uh any other things that people should know about dating a gamer that you can think of off the top of your head?
1: Don't honestly <sighs> sorry you're gonna have to go find them. Like you know, <laughs> You're not gonna meet them in public. Like I was talking to one of my coworkers. He's like, where do I, you know, meet a gamer girl? And I'm like, bitch, she's at home. I said, get on Final Fantasy 14. What are you doing? That's how you meet a fucking gamer girl. You play video games online. I don't know what
0: thank you. It's so obvious. Why don't they get it? (laughs) You're gonna have to go find them. Also, speaking of 14, there's a party finder system. It's so great. You can go in there, open the party finder system. You can literally find people doing anything. I, I I opened it with a friend and we went to like a bunch of LGBT like clubs on a Saturday night in Final Fantasy 14. It was fucking awesome. Uh, and it's like through Twitch, so like you could see the DJ through Twitch, like playing the music and see yourself and your characters. Fucking great. Um, I had a wonderful time. They have like uh they had like a speed dating group thing on the party finder, so I could go in there and like hop on a mic and speed date with people in Final Fantasy 14. like It's fucking awesome. So that's my piece of advice um, that bump, jumbles in with Kelly's, which is like, yeah, you're going to have to go find them. But also there are resources to find them when you're out there.
1: Yeah.
0: What, what was your escape?
2: Um, I was going to say, don't ever tell a gamer they need to go to anger management.
0: But what if they
1: do?
2: Uh, <laughs> like, <no. that's> like... <laughs> because... I've needed anger management and I've also been angry while playing a video game. And I can tell you, those two things are very different. I didn't, I wasn't forced to go to anger management because I did something illegal, by the way, for anyone ordering. I wasn't court ordered to go to anger management. Uh, I went by choice. So yeah, leave me alone. On. Keep on picking um, this one. But yeah, but like, for example, again, like if I'm playing Elden Ring and I get mauled by a boss for like the 10th time. And I put my controller down and I just grab my hair and scream into my pillow or something. That's not (laughs) me needing anger management. Now, obviously there, you know, there are some people that I like, I don't, I'm not going to single them out, but I know somebody who they even I told them to stop playing this game. They play overwatch religiously, Mm. even though every time they play the game, they end up, very upset. That's key. They might need anger management, but a lot of the times, just don't don't tell a gamer you need to go to anger management, because sometimes it's a bad
0: teammate, or the game just wants to be a dickhead. Mm-hmm. All right, I got one more question for you guys. Um, Have you ever thought that gaming has turned your partner off, and if so, what have you done <laughs> to... what have you done to um accommodate for that (laughs) or if someone is in the situation where they feel like you know um they feel like their partner cares that they're playing games too much or um not spending enough time what kind of advice would you give them
1: uh dump them no I'm joking um no I feel like um So I feel like my boyfriend and I have kind of gone through this. Like, So whenever we first met, he was like a way bigger gamer than me. And I played video games. Like I played some Call of Duty sometimes. You know, I wasn't huge into gaming. and I had been gaming like my whole life, but like not.
0: To that extent.
1: Not to that extent. And not like I do now. Like now I'm like not really casual. I consider myself pretty, you know, into it. So I was pretty like casual and he was like more into it. So like I literally every birthday every christmas i was like buying him games like buying him controllers like doing all this stuff i like wanted our whole thing to be video games and i feel like i kind of like burnt him out on it mm. you know like now i game way more than him like he'll play uh gran turismo or like racing games and stuff, but he's like not super into it anymore and i'm like wow like i just wanted us to be like the gamer couple that like yeah. play the games all the time and like I feel like because of me now, he doesn't really care because we would play through like Borderlands and stuff together.
0: Oh, that's so fun. And
1: it was so fun. Like, it was so fun. But like, um, we completed like the pre-sequel together. And then I was like, yeah, let's start like the next game. And he's just like, come on. Oh, no. Yeah, he just didn't want to. Which I don't blame him. Like, whatever. It's a lot of work. It's a time commitment, you know? Um, And it's just like more of the same. Like, come on you know like borderlands one two the pre sequel, they're like very similar um even three i mean it's just like a borderlands game um so i I would say like don't burn them out like if they're not super into it like don't try to force them into it like if they're not that's okay it's just just make time for you and like do your own thing
0: also that you just reminded me of a great game that i think couples should try to play which is until dawn which you can get for super cheap or all like probably free on psn 100 percent recommend playing that uh, with your partner see
1: i love scary games and my boyfriend just doesn't
0: you know but i think that's such a great even if you don't like scary games like you can control it and then just have him make all the decisions right and then you guys can just go through that experience together because it's so campy that it's yeah. less scary. It's, yeah. it's just such a great time. I don't um, know.
1: Some of those fucking jump scares are insane.
0: <laughs> but, but it really allows someone who's not necessarily a gamer to enjoy parts of it where you it's both a good get one. to, like, you know, yeah, you both get to be a part of that. Um, and I guess this'll be my way of answering the question that I posed to you guys. Um, if your gaming is too, if your partner feels like it's too much, or if it's turning them off. um, Two things that I would say, one of them is to, and I'm not an expert because I've been single for quite a while, Um, but um, two things that I will say, one of them is um, make sure that your partner knows that you guys don't have to game together, right? Like you, if your hobby is reading and my hobby is gaming, like Gabe said, we can do those things in the same vicinity, talk to each other while we're doing them, and both enjoy doing them. Like we don't have to be doing the same thing. Okay,
1: well trying to talk to someone while reading is probably not. Okay, yes,
0: (laughs) true, but I mean if if their hobby is knitting or doing anything else that's not like requiring all of their attention and the game is not requiring all of your attention you can always make a nice little date out of hey I would really like to you know play this game but I want you to be here while I'm doing it um maybe they can or or you know find a game that you both can play something like I mentioned until dawn where you can control it and your partner can make the decision so they feel like they're a part of it yeah. um Or even something like Final Fantasy VII Remake, where you can literally have the game play itself and just discuss the story. You know, that that one might be a little far-fetched for some people. Um, But it's like one of my favorite games, I have to bring it up. Uh, But but games that have easy, accessible options um, for players who do want to, you know, be a part of it. Make sure that you're not excluding your partner um, by, even if it's a single-player game, like just make sure you're not excluding your partner. Find ways to incorporate um, both of those things so they don't feel like um, gaming is too much and maybe let them understand why why you love it so much. That would be what I would say. What about you, Gabe?
2: Uh So I've been in relationships where the person has felt that I game too much.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So the smart ass that I am because they didn't tell me all right at first, which was my first bother. Like, I feel like you, that's something you got to tell somebody. like, hey, I feel like, you're, you know, you game too much and you don't give us enough attention. So what I did to be a smart ass was like, all right, for the next month, we're just going to do whatever you want to do. You know how many things we did that they wanted to do? One, one weekend out of a month of 30 days. And I was like, never bother me about my gaming again. I didn't say that directly, but I was like, this is why I game so much because we don't do anything um but a lot of the things you guys said also make sense you know find the compromise or you know yeah talk about it because like with almost everything in a relationship if you don't talk about it this is going to go down the drain um but you know if your partner feels like you game too much you know ask him you know what would you like to do like some people, some of them are going to get mad and be like, well, this is something you're supposed to think about. But you know, just be like, Oh, whatever. If, if that's your case, then you're probably in the wrong relationship in the first place. Um, don't take my words as a love therapist, because if I find out you dumped your significant other and they come and get me, I'm going to come get you. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, yeah. Just talk about it. Um, most gamers do like you know to do other things you know watch movies watch shows and whatnot read hell i like to knit fun fact not a lot of people know about that i like to knit i've been working on this scarf for a year because i keep i suck at knitting but i like to knit you know we like to do other things don't be afraid you know to tell us like hey i'd like to do something different this weekend we're not going to be like "No, but i need to I need to make my controller all humid with my sweaty palms. Like, you know, talk about it, bro.
0: That went in a way I wasn't. I was,
2: because <laughs> I was thinking about that guy. That, remember that, uh, the I think it was a tweet you sent us. It was the guy with the white PlayStation controller and he had, oh, he, I think yes. he was eating uh, wings or something while he was playing. And it looked like he like wiped his ass and just put his hands on it.
0: God, people are so disgusting. If you're dating a gamer that does that, leave.
2: Oh yeah, have- 100%, like yeah. one hundred percent. For your own safety, because they're not hygienic, obviously. <laughs>
0: All right, and the last question that I want to ask you guys about is um monetary issues with gaming um and being in a relationship, um, <laughs> because. Uh gaming can be a very expensive hobby, as we know, with consoles coming out every, you know, seven, eight years, um, refreshes coming out in between those, having a shell out between five to seven hundred dollars for those new consoles, sixty to sixty to seventy-five dollars for new games, um, lots of accessories. Um, yeah, how 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 do you deal with that in a in a relationship setting? Any advice for that? You got a budget.
2: That's you know set aside you got at the beginning of the month you got to think about you know what games are coming out if you know any wait PLC wait so
0: you think out. that you should budget gaming into your relationship budget like for yourself
2: yeah because like you don't want to you know you don't want to all of a sudden not have the 60 extra dollars to buy your significant other a present or something because you spent it the other day on I was going to make fun of a game but I can't think of a game uh cuz you spend it on a new game or you know you don't want you know the $25 or the $20 cuz you spend on a DLC I think it's something you really need to be conscious of cuz when you know when you buy yourself and you buy these things that's that's you buying yourself presents but like you know if your person doesn't like video games you can't be like oh that's okay wasting this 20 bucks cuz you know they're going to enjoy it too it's just something you got to definitely got to keep track of like Am I even going to lie? Me and Jarrell our mobile games, man. Okay. <laughs> that, that, no, you're coming in with me, brother. Cause honest, if it. we, yeah. if we didn't have self-control the way we do with some of these games that require you to spend money to get the units you want, we'd probably be very, very, very single.
0: I'm very ashamed to say that I looked at um, a month of what I spent on a game after having come on this very podcast and talked shit about those same people that spend money on mobile games. And it was more than I'm willing to say on this podcast. So it was not $400 though. I did not reach the
2: $400. Don't call me out. Don't call me out. Don't but call
0: me out. <laughs> I was like, am I halfway there? I like, what's going on? um yeah so yeah that's all I'll say about that one uh so yeah Kelly what about you uh monetarily uh with gaming and relationships any advice
1: um yeah you're gonna have to probably budget um but what's nice about being in a relationship where you both game like the steam deck like it was like five hundred sixty dollars um but my boyfriend like he split it with me because he wanted to play it too um so that's great but you end up like We have two gaming PCs, we have two Xbox ones, we have a PS5, we have a PS4, we have like... (laughs) like, That's really starting to be expensive, you know? Um, Also, I want a new computer and I was gonna give him mine. So that's like another, God, I wanted to spend about three grand, like, you know, um, the internet bill, we get like upgraded internet, like it just starts to add up. So you're gonna have to like budget that. I think that if my expenditure on video games I mean we have separate finances, so it doesn't really matter. I could spend whatever I want on whatever I want. I love um, it. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, but like so, but I feel like if if he didn't game and I was spending this, it would be like you spent how much on video games? Like especially like buying a buying a PC, like a gaming PC. Like I spent like 1200 dollars It's like yeah. that would be like you did what? But like he already had a gaming computer. So it's like, okay, makes sense. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. It's, if one person does and one person doesn't, because you're not going to spend that much on fucking books, you know? (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) very true, yes. Um,
1: Yeah, I think that you have to kind of budget for that, because it can get really expensive, but at the same time, it's a lot of hours of entertainment, and you can do it together. Um, I don't think that a non-gamer would understand that, but also, but also, I, I buy all the game stuff for, for us like i bought the ps5 i bought the last few systems like because that's what i choose spend my money on you know mm-hmm. all and right I don't regret it
0: as you shouldn't as you shouldn't you should enjoy your hobbies as your partner should as well um it is pride month and um happy pride to everyone who's listening and uh this was my way of easing into pride month with a nice little let's talk about uh relationships and gaming so anybody out there whether you're straight or not or whatever in between if you're dating a gamer or you want to you're welcome for this wonderful advice from the hp critical podcast crew um, <laughs> i hope it's i hope it's useful um as far wow that is pandering as far as um <laughs> like uh <laughs> for, any, for any listeners, Gabe just grabbed a an, uh, rainbow rainbow LGBT star wars stormtrooper. Um, oh, so, so uh, a rainbow
1: stitch right there. So
0: <laughs> great! I are have no rainbow box? thing. So
1: of course, I'm not a heathen. Yeah, you are
0: anyway uh, we hope that you enjoy this advice maybe we'll come back and do another one maybe if you guys have any questions about you know relationships and gaming you can ask us if i don't like the questions i'll still ask these guys and uh, we'll see if they answer them um in the meantime we'll go back to some gaming news next week when brandon joins us and for now thank you kelly and thank you gabe and uh we will see you guys next week Uh, good night everybody bye good bye everyone